Hello and welcome to Two Old Guys on the Back Porch, the most exciting duo in the podcast game today. Two old guys on the back porch are going to bring it. He is Tequila Dan. That's me. I am Steve Scotch. And as always, we have the lovely and talented Cat. That's C-A-T, making all the money moves. Cat, what's up? Hey, y'all. How y'all doing? We can be found on Stitcher, Spotify, Amazon Podcasts, Apple Podcast, and Stitcher. We're also trying to release some of our episodes, and we might do some of our older ones, onto YouTube. If you want to check us out there. And the two towns we are chatting out this week are kind of the bigger ones. The first one is San Jose, California. And Josie. Apparently, Silicon Valley is listening. The other one is Moscow, Russia. Apparently, Putin is listening. He's listening to everybody. (laughs) And my last shout-out this week is to Sportsbackers. They're coming back with the Monument Avenue 10K. Just started training team last week for it. And their tagline for it is, Back in Better. Giving y'all a big shout-out. As you should know by now, alcohol is encouraged before, during, and after this thing. Dan, give me something. Dude, I tell everybody, it's just <clears throat> a freaking, we do this as a reason to drink. That's why we do the podcast. Correct. Uh, Yingling Flight. Got to give. Oh, the, yeah. Got to give. You the, like that. Yeah, well, I got to give the liver a day off. It needs a break, just like the Barley Pops will work. Cat, what do you got? I got me a lovely raspberry bramble because I love the bramble from last week. Bramble last week. Well, I like bramble, it. bramble, bramble. What you got over there? I'm doing the Dos Equis. Dos Equis. It's a damn good beer. I, I'm amber. Always amber with a lime. All right, we invite everybody to play along. If you hear back in my day or crickets, take a big sip. All right, now we got all that out the way. Today, two old guys on the back porch asked the question, why do we dress like we just don't care? Okay, why? Because we don't care. I mean, we're just going to walk out of the house in any damn thing we feel like it. Now, back in my day, Take that back in my grandfather's day. Now, that's a double drink. We're going back that far, 40s and 50s. Now, back in those days, people dressed nice, okay? Not, not just for special occasions, you know, like for church or something, but, but daily, you know, they look good. And Suit, hat, the whole nine. Right. Pull out, shoes. Pull out your parents' old photo albums. It's all right there. You can see it, you know? I don't know. It, it, and now we've taken this thing. It just got progressively worse. Dude. To a new low level of we do not care if we look like trash or not. I mean, to me, the ones that started it, the ones that started walking out the house looking like losers are these Gen Xers. That's me. You're welcome. Now, they're the ones I started not- noticing this bullshit years back. And it wasn't just one or two. It's like I'm going to the grocery store. I'm going to get a haircut. Wherever I'm at, it, these dudes, they got these shorts that are like NC, North Carolina Tar Heel shorts that go on down below the knee. You know, did you play for North Carolina? What are you wearing those for? And then they got the Crocs or the Crux, whatever that piece of rubber is. Nobody wants to see. Do we love your, the Crocs? You're freaking They're nasty. Very comfortable, Nobody Steve. wants to see your dirty feet. 
Okay, and they got a baseball hat on, two-day stubble. Like, they just rolled out the rack, you know, went over to the couch, did a couple bong hits, and, and then they're going to go out, well, I'm just going to the store. I'm just, I don't care where you're going. If you're going out in public, shave your dirty face, brush your dirty teeth, and put some freaking clothes on before you come out in public. Look, you mentioned the Gen Xers, and I'll take a little credit for that, but let's, can we blame it on the 80s? I mean, as, as, a, as a kid that grew up in the 80s, I mean, came of age in the 80s, leg warmers, sweaters hanging off your shoulder, they just put anything on and called it fashion. Yeah, but I <laughs> didn't wear that to church. No, of course not, but we found it acceptable to wear everywhere else, and then it just snowballed from no, there. No, no, no. Here's, here's where I start to blame thing. I blame, sorry, Silicon Valley. When you guys, you know, first you just let any them wear the polo to work. And then it went to any shirt will do there in Silicon Valley. You know, there used to be a rule. What was it? A casual Friday? That's she right. would You would wear right. decent clothes That's to your casual office. casual all week. Casual all week long. I don't know. Heck, Dude, we have a secretary that has made that she's going she's gonna to wear jeans. Love you, Kim. Love you, Kim. <laughs> the first official shout out. <laughs> uh, yeah. The, if they bring back Casual Friday, people will have to come to work naked now. I mean, Jesus Christ. Look, when when you're starting to don sweatpants that, 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 and that slippers. One, my, my blood pressure is going to go up now. Dude, when you when you start to don that to go out in public, you've officially given up on life. If you, you're like, fuck it. I'm, not. I, I'm sick of looking at the nasty-ass sweatpants. I, I, I'm not going to take that anymore. How, it reaps of laziness. That's, and, that's the... That's the uh, human equivalent of I choose not to participate. I mean, that, <laughs> well, I mean that, that's okay, a literal... okay. During the pandemic, there was a whole craze athleisure wear, and the problem was most of the people wearing the athleisure wear were not athletes. That's right. Yeah. Well, that's, that's do, still going on. I'm gonna get to that in a minute. But these, there's a new thing. The the chicks with the with the uh, I don't know what they're called, but the yoga pants, leggings. And leggings. Yeah, there's a what? new there's a new move now to meggings. And if you think about that for a minute, it's male leggings. I don't want to oh see all, I don't God. see everything you're working with. You've got to be kidding. It's bad enough oh passing these God. guys on the street with the bicycles out Look. here in their bicycle shorts. Look, I, I don't need to see everything. Well, most of the runners I know will wear them underneath, but then we'll have like gym shorts on top. <laughs> whatever, whatever those st- stretchy pants are, I don't care what you call them. If your ass is as wide as a dumpster, you're not allowed. Do not put those on. Cover yourself up. Nobody wants to see that. But back to the sweatpants. We didn't give that enough run. Okay. It's a lazy Sunday, right? Who cares, right? I got my sweatpants on. But if don't come out in public with your dog hair infested, coffee-stained sweatpants on. I, I don't want to see it. If you grab your car keys and you're going out of the house, you better go back in that bedroom and put some decent clothes on before you come out in public. I don't want to see your nasty-ass sweatpants. But, of course, we took it to a new level because when the coronavirus hit out here people i saw bugs bunny pajamas mickey mouse showed up everybody had a mask on so you couldn't tell who they were they rolled out of here with anything in their underwear the kids the my kids specifically destroyed this for me when we were going i don't know we're going out for 
pizza or something, whatever the fuck we were going. And my, my daughter comes in the living room to leave with pajamas. I'm like, pajama, what are you doing? Well, ain't we going out? Yeah, yeah, I'm going out, but you ain't going with me looking like that. Put some goddamn clothes on. Me and Kat went in a, a, a pizza place out here. I'm not going to name it. It's called the Mellow Mushroom. So, so we go out there, and, and I'm like a people watcher because I'm bored or whatever. And, and Kat doesn't pay attention. She's on her phone, and we're talking or whatever. So these four girls come in the, with the waitress to come in to be seated, and it was this loser behind him. Of course, he's on his phone and, um, and whatever. So I look, and, and this dude's got on the, like, I don't know what you call it, the sweatsuit ensemble. He had the pants and the – we used to wear this shit – like when we were warming up for a tennis match or going to play yeah. tracksuit. And, and, and it was gray looking. It was before and, a basketball game, I would wear that. And, and of course, he's on the phone and the waitress is trying to ask him if they want to sit here and what they want. And the guy was a total freaking tool bag. So they walked past us and at the table behind me, which was probably a good thing because I'd have been staring at that train wreck the whole time. I was just hoping one of those girls was please not his, that was not her boy, boyfriend. Because, I mean, this guy was a total freaking tool. And so, whatever, we leave, and and Kat, we're riding down the road, and Kat goes, did you see that guy in that in that polyester jumpsuit or whatever the hell yeah, it was? I mean, dude, it was, it was, it was it, for, for Kat to notice it, like I said, she doesn't, People watch and criticize like I do on a continuous basis, but she, dude, this guy was such a tool bag. You're looking at like, dude, you look like you just got off the couch, did your bong hits, and now you rolled in here. I mean, what a loser, dude! And he wasn't paying attention to his date or I, like, whoever. I hope that was his sister and that was her friends. Pray I, to God nobody was with that dude. I got, I got a question for you, and, and this is a serious question: Do they still make pants that fit anyone? Because uh, I'm seeing shit hanging around your ass crack. That guy's got a belt on. <laughs> in the you, waist know, of his you know that comes from prison, right? I, that's when prison. Oh, that's, oh, oh, yeah, that I, comes I, from prison. I when you, where the when you go into prison, they take away your belt so I, you won't hang yourself. I understand. Well, that fashion from. got from prison onto the streets. Well, I can guarantee you the 25-year-olds down here in the short pump have not pulled a day in county lockout, much less a year in prison. <laughs> Pull your goddamn britches up, put a belt on like you fucking got some sense. Oh, my God. Like I said, my grandparents' heydays were like the 40s and 50s when, you know, they wore collar shirts, they had shiny shoes, they had the fedora with the little feather, and they weren't even going to church. This was just Sunday, right. like, we're going to eat chicken over my sister's house. It was that. And it took us 70 years to turn into a society of lazy freaking losers. And that's mainly what it is. Look, it's dude. just pure laziness, man. Well, I, I mean, I was taking my mom to church before she, you know, got worse. Anyway, she... We would go and it'd be the eight 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 thirty service. All the pe people there were the older crowd. They knew the traditional service, and they were all dressed to the nines. Even still, at eight a.m. Right. on a su right. Sunday, but then you would roll around the eleven o'clock service, where it's not as traditional, and they're in shorts and. Well, I don't have a problem with that because the churches, to me, it's a great idea. I mean. Some people don't have money for a nice suit or right, a nice right. dress. And, and 
They don't yeah, want. They don't want to shorts to church. They, they I'm sorry, I'm old school. They didn't want to come to church. Some of them. The whole premise of the thing was to get people in there, even though they only own jeans and t-shirts. Okay. That's all they it's had. All right. All right. Churches. But, my church is a whole nother podcast. We'll do. Okay. Yeah. You're not going to catch me wearing penny loafers. I mean, I'm going to wear these red wings everywhere I go. But I keep them looking decent. I That's right. That's right. You I, can wear. Ch- I'm not going out in fucking slippers, dude. I understand what Kat is saying. She's she's saying these guys out here took advantage of the situation. Right. You, they told you you didn't have to wear a suit to church, and so they're going to put on their shorts and their Crocs and whatever that, and took it to a new, you know. Again you're, ta- again, you're taking a run at the Crocs, dude. Fuck those sh- things, dude, man. I don't want to see your ingrown toenails. Dude, take I rock that those, shit out of here. I rock them on the boat, I, dude. They're great shoes Well, on the I boat. have no problem on the boat, okay? But don't come rolling at me out <laughs> <and> your <laughs> fucking dirty feet. Dude, don't come at me in the fucking produce aisle with your toes. I don't know. I don't know what it is, you know. My whole life, I've always been a, a, a fashion trendsetter. Oh I don't God. know what it is. Oh, oh, oh. I mean, oh my God. you know what? I've heard people say, Steve, he's a good guy. You know what he is? He's really a trendsetter. <laughs> Stitches at the MGM. <laughs> Look, it started back in Little League. Everybody had black cleats. I went and got the white cleats, and guess what? Everybody wanted to wear white cleats. That's because you were a fan of Billy White Shoes Johnson. I was. Uh, how can you not That's be? right. I think Great. it was Houston Oilers. Something, I believe that's yeah, who he played for. Right. Anyway, and then I started wearing dress shirts untucked. And now they make dress shirts that are made to be worn. The untucked. Untucked. You're welcome. And speaking of dress shirts, dude, I, I've noticed your wardrobe has changed. Since, since you got a different position. I'm a fan, too. <laughs> I, can't, I can't get Riley to put a collar shirt back on. By the way, Riley's tree experts. I don't know the number because they won't give it to me, but it's R-I-L-E-E. Look them up. Everybody, everybody's got a tree that's in the way. Dude, Raleigh tree experts. Any tree them work out. you need done, they got you covered. That's right. You're welcome. All right, we're going to put a bow on this thing. Like I said, jeans and t-shirts will do. Just get yourself a mirror and use it. And, you know, take a look in the mirror before you go outside and get that's your right. act together. Uh, mix in a toothbrush, a little deodorant, and that'll go a long way. And, you know, if you look good, sometimes it makes you feel good. All right, we're going to roll right into one tough Son of a bitch. This week, oh, we got a good one. It's Clint Eastwood. This is my man. Woo, 1930 from San Fran, California. I don't have many man crushes, but this would be one of them. (laughs) Clint is a badass dude. Dude, he's 92 years old. And still kicking it. He's still kicking it. Evidently, cigars are not bad for you. He, he, He started in Westerns way back as a kid in Hollywood. He was... Fistful well, of dollars. The spaghetti westerns, yes. Sierra, Sergio Leone. The bad. Leon, the, the good, the bad, and the ugly. Yeah. Hang them high. Fucking ring t- yeah, dude. I'm telling you. Yeah. And then the 70s brought the uh, Dirty Harry, High Plains Drifter. I mean, the list goes on and on. Outlaw Josie Wales. You, we could name his movies. That my, the greatest <clears throat> movie of all t- The is, greatest movie of all time is The Outlaw Josie, Josie Wales. Wales. Now, you, you can take your... Yeah, Big Lebowski. I'm a fan. We we got we got a dozen of them we love. Right. Uh, Monty Python, all those guys. But Clint's you you mentioned the 70s and 80s when he kind of went away from the westerns into the uh, right. Uh, 
Impact and all those intense movies. But he came back to the Westerns. Well, dude, like you just said, Outlaw Josie Wales, that movie's like 50 freaking years old, and you can watch it today, and it's just like it's still great. That, that's how you know good art, when it, time doesn't matter. I mean, he started uh, directing stuff, too. Million Dollar Baby wasn't bad, Mystic River. River. Um, I don't know. Just, just in the last 20 years, here's some films that he produced and directed. Mystic River, you said, Million Dollar Baby, Flags of Our Fathers, Letters yeah. from Iwo Jima, Changeling, Gran Torino, J. Edgar, oh. American Sniper, yeah. Sully, yeah. 1517 to Paris. Dude is just a genius when it comes to directing. Yes. Producing. I, I actually like Jersey Boys. I, I think that's a good movie. I like um, The Four Seasons. Frankie Valley. Um, I actually had a double album by them way back in the day. I thought that was well done. Like you mentioned, um, the Sniper movie earned like 250 mil he made for that movie, dude. His highest grossing film and probably the toughest to watch in theaters Gran Torino because if, if you're in a theater with an Asian or an African American and you watch that movie it, it's, that, the, I, I know, it's fantastic I, I've watched that movie ten times and I'll watch it ten more times it, I it think fantastic. it is really good um, it, all, the, all the actors in Hollywood say he's the, almost the greatest director to work for because he's so easy going there's no action Right. He he just gets up there and goes, all right, go ahead. Um, yeah. Go, go ahead. Those, those movies we're talking about, you just mentioned that he directed. Dude was like in his mid and late 70s yes, when he did yes. Some dudes in their late 70s can't even watch a movie. They're so fucked up. And he's directing movies. But I mean, it, it's unreal. Sergio Leone taught him how to make a film, and it's one, one cut. This is just right. do it. Shoot from if you, if you improv, you improv. Just shoot, do it from the cuff, and let's let, let's on. get it on. This is yep. what we did. Yep. All right, Clint Eastwood, you are one tough son of a bitch. All right, here we go with cocktail of the week. It's the Moscow Mule, and it was created in the United States, Russia, not in your homeland. In Listen, the, Putin. In the nineteen forties. And it's got three ingredients here on the back porch that we're real fond of. Um, lime juice, simple yes. sorry, God damn it, I'm sorry. <laughs> and vodka. Yes, sorry about yes, that. yes. All right, it, again. It's very simple. We're going to reinstate this over. Use high-quality ingredients. That's... Don't, don't get the scum vodka. Get, get, get some Kettle One. Get some good quality vodka okay that's all my notes here always start with a good base with with anything cooking drinks start with a good base and you're gonna have good outcomes you throw smirnoff up in this bitch and you're gonna have a nasty ass (laughs) i don't know i just wish we could do a drink without you guys are jumping the gun here okay the moscow mule pretty much say the smirnoff company it did. it did. It did. I wish it had gone. <laughs> All right, we're okay. going to. Gonna... Moscow Mule's history was wildly fascinating. The Moscow Mule debuted in 1941 at Cock and Bull, popular watering hole Santa Monica. Smirnoff was owned by some Russian dodgy dude, and two Americans bought, bought Smirnoff. And one of the things that saved Smirnoff was the Smirnoff Mule. 
Yeah, there, there's other liquors companies who like claim, lay their claim to fame on certain drinks. They do. I, I don't know, but look, Smirnoff can have the title for inventing the Moscow Mule, but Kettle One or Three Olives can have the title of perfecting it. I mean, it's true. I mean come on. Dude. <laughs> It's uh, like it's it, yeah, it's like anything. All right, Cat has whipped us up too, and she actually got the copper mugs that you're supposed to have for this drink. She went all in. Um, it's two ounces of vodka. Again, we try to keep these things simple. Two ounces of vodka, a half ounce of lime juice, a quarter ounce of simple syrup, and here's the one that's tricky. It's three ounces of ginger beer. Now, pour your ingredients. Into a copper mug. I didn't know mug. we needed simple syrup, though. Oh, you didn't? Mine, mine it was just the lime juice, the vodka. Well, the we're going to do a uh, sample taste here and see what happens. Um, well, the, a common misconception is to substitute ginger ale, but yeah, you've got to have the beer right. and, and the, the mug for some reason. The, I, the would, copper mug. I would do ginger ale. The, right. the copper mugs are cool. Like I said, just pour, pour the ingredients into... These mugs, stir it with your finger, and top it off with the ginger beer. Can, can, all right, can, let's see what we got, Kat. Do you want half of this? I yeah. can't drink all this. I'm, I, are we strong or are we sipping? You can do what you wish. Ugh, that's a no. That is a... <laughs> I don't know if it's a ginger beer. Oh, dude, that's fantastic. You like that? Then slam it away because I don't want no parts of the mule. Hang on just a minute. The mule can go. Maybe I need to not do the oh, straw. No, that's, that's not very good. <laughs> no, it's, it's something's going wrong with that. Now right. wait a minute. I mean, it's it's, it's the beer. I think you need no, ginger. No, 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 hang on. It's one of those. It's, it's like, like a rooty thing at the taste at the end. Yeah, but it's 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 so bad you just want to drink you some more. It. <laughs> it's <laughs> one of those over. things. It's safe Smirnoff. It's like a well. It's like a bad pizza. You, I mean, you, <laughs> you just you, keep going you, back you can't to turn it. Turn down even. a pizza, but <laughs> I don't know. Y'all two are going at it. I'm gonna pass on that one. All wow. right, thank you, Cat. Appreciate that. And your, and your copper mugs. Well like done. Copper mugs. That's pretty cool. Mugs. All right, this week we were bumpered in with Rage Against the Machine, formed in 1991 from L.A., California. Testify, Sleep Now in the Fire, Bulls on Parade. I mean, just in-your-face badass songs. And actually, when, when Rage first came out, I didn't take to it. I, I, I was like, why, why are we rapping over top of, of rock riffs? I, I, I hated it. But as Rage went on, and I really started listening to him, I really started to dig it. Um, Tom Morello, just a great, he's, he's innovative a, guitar. A badass on the guitar, but yeah. no question. Yeah. But <sighs> Rage without De La Roche is Audio Slave. And I'm a bigger fan of Audio Slave than you know, I You know, I've got some friends who, who love that record. I'm made. a they bigger fan it. of Audio they Slave. They still listen to it. Th than yeah. I am Rage. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Zach, he's... I'm just going to call him more. He's a prick. Keep, I don't know what else to call keep, him. I mean... Keep your politics out of my yeah, sports yeah, and my music. I don't know. But it's, it's uh, another band with an asshole singer. It is, there's tons of them. It's, and, and it's evident when they replaced 
De La Roche with Cornell and became Audio Slave. They were they were awesome. Yeah. Audio Slave's badass. Rage I, Against the Machine. I think they're, they're starting to put back together. And they. And I put think some they. Stuff you know how bands do. They'll like get together for the twentieth year or the thirtieth year, or they'll go play Coachella or some oh, yeah. of the some of the festival stuff. You know, I, who knows? They might put a record out. I don't know. I hope they had, do. Had they stuck to just music and music alone? That I mean, that is several musicians that are all. Yeah. Del Roach has a great voice. He does. Yeah. He screams a little bit, but it, it it's goes preachy great with too. Her. Yeah, it, it is. I mean, but it, they created their own. Sound. I mean, they didn't. There was, they did. You don't hear right. any. I don't like. Yes. I don't even know who their influences are, other than the rapping stuff or whatever. Well, the, there, there is no. But, you, you can't stick them in a genre. It's no. not rock. It's not rap. No. It's not. Yeah. But anyway, check out Rage Against the Machine wherever you get your music. We want to thank everybody for listening, and we'll see y'all down the road. Thank <laughs> you.